Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Running Things with Donovan Bailey. Hello, hello, hello. How are you out there in the world? Hope everybody is doing great. Uh, Donovan Bailey and myself are here for his wonderful podcast, obviously titled Running Things with Donovan Bailey, who's sitting here right beside me. You can say something if you want to. Oh, I'm standing here. Oh, sitting here. Sitting across here. here. Yeah. yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, I, yeah, I, fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep there for a second. Yes, it's, I mean, I, uh, I just... Um, I just came off the um, uh, broadcast, uh, the Olympic broadcast. I, I, I think I, now I feel what it's like to have a real job <laughs> starting at, uh, starting at uh, 3 o'clock in the mornings on some days. And, um, yeah, so 3 o'clock in the morning till 10 in the morning and then, then second shift at starting at 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. That's, uh, well, that sounds like a grueling schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know what, it is, it, it is definitely real tough, um, real tough, real, real tough. But and you got to uh, watch all the races in real time. You know, what's amazing is that uh, watching these incredible kids, I mean, one, uh, um, watching them in real time was fantastic. Actually seeing the preparation that my old teammate, Glenroy, you know, help prepare this team to go to the games and, and them being as productive and successful as they were was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I, I commend him and the coaches, as obviously, as well as the athletes who actually went and did the work. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, to, for, for Andre and uh, for Damien, for the relay teams, and for all those kids out there that might not have made it to the podium, but went to the games and got personal bests, and, uh, and left it all on the track or left it all on the field. I mean, I, I commend you. I think this is, it's amazing. Uh, I hope that this is a small part of my legacy when, uh, uh, you know, as an athlete, uh, I always felt that as a Canadian, I need to be proud of where I'm from. I also need to be extremely confident that when I got to the next level, I did not want to just go there to participate. I was going there to kick butt. So I love the <laughs> fact that these kids now are showing up and they're like, man, I'm not here to participate. I do not want a participation ribbon. I'm here to get a personal best and I'm here to win and I'm here to get some hardware and uh, to make myself, my family and my country proud. 
It's very well said. But I will point out that you just got a whole fraction of like parents upset with us that you just totally shat on participation <laughs> <laughs> ribbons. No, no, but hold up, hold up. Okay, let, so let me let me clarify that. I think that when you're three, four, and five years old, okay, participation is very important. Fair enough. Right, and I mean, I also think that. I mean, personally, I think that every kid should play play sports. So this I is agree just with that. Hard. I do agree with that. Every single child in this world should play sports. I don't care what sports it is; they should play sports. But when you get to the highest level, as the Olympic Games, the World sure. Championships, anything professional where you're getting paid yes you have to aspire to higher stronger and faster so yeah i mean i'll take that that's a that's a very good answer i like that however when i was competing though simon when i was competing there was a lot of athletes in this country the biggest competition for them was the trials of the country Uh, so after the trials they basically and they made the team they didn't even bother training anymore uh, you know, the, the idea of getting on a plane and, and... That seems entirely obtuse to me. Well, yes, but I'm just trying to tell you exactly how it worked, right? So that's why it is that maybe I was criticized, maybe I was blackballed, maybe all these things happened because I would be yelling at those same athletes going, my God, hang on, the trials should only be a stepping stone. It should only be a place uh, for you, one, uh, whatever the qualification standards are, Get to it, get to the trials, make the team, and then the hard work comes in. You know, so so yes, uh, it did uh, it did happen. But but like I said, there's no time for negativity, man. This is amazing that these kids went there. I mean, we got Damon Warner is is the best athlete on the planet, and he is ten, Canadian. Ten events in one event, decathlon. See that to, that is more than impressive. I mean, even the word impressive, I think, doesn't even really do that that justice. Never mind that he got over 9,000 points, which I have zero idea how they scored that thing, but right. that does seem pretty impressive I, as well. I know you don't. I yeah. know you don't. <laughs> but but, it, but listen, here's the thing. Understand this. I'm going to explain to you, Simon, how this is. Damon Warner is the third fastest Canadian sprinter based upon his time, 10-12. In 10, the games, you mean? 10.12. No, today. Right today, Andre de is the fastest guy. Aaron Brown is Aaron the Brown, second fastest guy. Right? Damon Warner is the third fast guy. So he basically could have stepped into the relay and ran the relay. He's the best long jumper in Canada. I mean, you know, he's, he's an athletic juggernaut, essentially. He is he is the greatest athlete in this country today. That's fantastic. That is, it, and, it, you know, is amazing. And winning a gold in, a, in such a crazy event is you know, impressive in itself, let alone, you know, breaking personal bests and world records and all these different things. So, wow, what a, what a game. You know, I will say this. You were entirely right about how electric these games were going to be. So not only did I, first of all, watch, <laughs> good. <laughs> I good. watched the track events, but they were incredible. They were yeah. incredible to watch. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. Um, these are the greatest athletes on the planet and uh, the Olympic games come, but once every four years this year, once five years. Yes. <laughs> so this is delayed this year. Delayed. Uh, the cycle of four years is going to come back. Only thing the next Olympics is going to be three years. Three from years. Now. Yes. Right. Um, however, as I said to you before, these are the greatest professional athletes on the planet. So therefore, there's a two to three week window when they have to maximize everything and peak to allow their bodies uh, and minds to be one and to ensure that they are at at peak health, uh, both mentally and physically. And yes, you saw that 
You saw that on the track. You saw that on the volleyball court. You saw that on yeah. the basketball court. You saw that in boxing. Uh, you saw that in the pool. I mean, you saw that everywhere. It's crazy one day. It dawned on me. I was watching table tennis. <laughs> and my God, I was, I was shocked. They're so fast. I was shocked at how, I mean, and I'm just saying as a fan of sport. I mean, yeah, clearly I've been there, been at the top. And, and, and when I was uh, at the games, I never got to attend game, uh, other, other sports or even appreciate it. But this year, man, I tell you, I watched a whole bunch of events. Uh, and it is astonishing, um, one, how fast these athletes are, how great they are at things that we just think, um, you know, very normal about, right? I mean, and, but when you see the very best playing their sport, uh, then I guess, um, you know, I, the audience and, and maybe people understand for me as a sprinter where every, every able-bodied person can sprint. So when you watch the greatest people do it, it is definitely a different thing. But right. I get, so I guess me watching badminton or me watching table tennis, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm glad you're breaking into new sports. Well, you, I mean, I'm watching. Are you thinking, so thinking about a revival? Maybe become the maybe become a you know a little ping pong player or table uh, tennis. Oh hell no, no hell no. <laughs> and the one one the, the 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 speed the speed is only in my mind. I right. think I, I think I got I, I definitely got some great reaction time and speed. But uh, you've uh, been known to be quite fast. Yeah. So, but when I look at when I look at what these uh, men and women are doing, uh, it's 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 a different level. Okay. So there's three proclamations you made, and since I don't like to let you forget about anything, we're just going to recap them right now. Good. The first one was that Jamaica was going to dominate the women's women's track. Yes. I think that answered itself. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I, was, I wasn't expecting one, two, three. That was pretty impressive. They would have been um, a fourth if, uh, if there was a fourth Jamaican. Been, <laughs> if there was a spot for a fourth, if there was a spot for a fourth Jamaican, Simon, they would have been there oh, too. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. So you were correct. Yeah. Uh, second proclamation, the winner of the... Uh, men's 100 meter wouldn't break or would get or wouldn't, would not pass 9.84 seconds, which right. is your time. Right. So you were wrong on that one, but not by a lot. Uh, so, yeah. So 25 years ago, my time would have gotten me a silver medal. A silver medal. A silver medal. Yes, because uh, <laughs> I, I believe it was Andre, right? No. No, he got 9.80. No, nine, no, um, Lamont Marcel to nine point eight zero. Nine point eight zero. Fred Curley was second with with nine point eight four. Nine point eight four, right? And then Andre Andres. was nine point eight nine. Right, right, right. So, so your time was the time that got silver, correct? My, I so yes, I would have yeah. gotten silver if uh, if uh, if I was young. Yeah, if I was and young. But then again, I, I would have gotten a lot faster based upon my coach. <laughs> no, based on my coach, he said technology, shoes, track. He said, yes, I would have ran. He said it would have ran a lot faster than 9.8. And your, your, and your third proclamation was, uh, well, it wasn't really a proclamation, but it was, it was more of a hint that Andre has been focusing on a bit more of his endurance running and he, he's posed to do well at the 200 meter. Yeah, and, what, yeah, what I'd say, okay, exactly what I said was, I loved what he was doing all year right? because he was focused on, he wasn't worried about times. Uh, and were and and victories leading into uh, the games. So I, I kind of like how he he managed his season and planned his season and planned his competition. Right. So yes. Yeah, so I knew. I, I think I did say that he was going to win the deuce, or he had the he had he definitely had. You the said greatest you said he was supposed to, to do well. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he in did the do and in the hundred meters, you, you can never count Andre out. I mean, he was he, running in lane nine. 
It is an island out there. You don't, you, you have no idea. So, okay, I've heard this from someone else, and I don't want to spend all of our time on track, but I, I am curious, and I think everyone listening is probably curious. Track is it, man. Why, why is Lane 9, I, I, I briefly heard someone mention that Lane 9 is like an island, like it's, it's no man's land. Why? Well, number one, uh, in the middle of the track, uh, anything on the inside uh, is kind of where, like, the, it's almost like this electric vortex is, and 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 that's where usually the action is. The the the, the fastest sprinters usually are in three, four, five, or six. Okay. And so usually that's where the fastest men are and or women, and um and 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 essentially you can feel where people are. You can you're, you're running. You don't don't look at them. Uh, you, definitely you can no, see. No, I get that. Through, I understand you, that. Yeah, through your peripheral vision. But that's where it is. So Andre was unlucky to get lane nine twice. And so what happens with that is that you feel nothing. So on one side is dead, completely dead, uh, which, is the, which is where the audience would, would have normally been be. otherwise. Right. And on the other side is one person. Now, one of the things with Andre was that uh, the one guy that was beside him, uh, there was no one there. You know, so, so he passed him, I think, at 50 or 60 because that kid got hurt. Because he's so he's surrounded by nothing, then. right? So he so he's surrounded by nothing. So his responsibility essentially is to just hammer, uh, you know, and execute as best as he can, knowing and then basically find out after you pass the line what happened, what which, hap- is exa- which is exactly what he did. But I have to tell you, I think I, I think I t- if if Andre was in the middle, he would have broken the Canadian record. Oh, seriously, I, want, I I thought he would have. Um, he would have broken the Canadian record, and I think he would have got a different medal. Really? Yes, 100%. That's interesting. What did you think of the Italian uh, runner, by the way? He kind of came out of nowhere for me. I mean, obviously, I'm not a huge track guy. We've already discussed this, but he didn't yes. seem to be on anyone's charts. He didn't seem to be on anyone's radar. Well, he definitely wasn't on, on, he definitely was on, on non-track people's radar. Uh, uh, he's he, One, um, bigger, stronger, faster is always going to win over efficiency. Andre is, is, uh, is five foot eight, 150 pounds, and... and uh, um, Marcel Jacobs or Lamont Marcel Jacobs is a huge Italian kid. I mean, he's like, he's, you know, he's, he's built much like myself or, or Bolt, uh, which is, you know, over six feet, you mm-hmm. know, 200 pounds, uh, you know, so getting out of the blocks, you see the power of him getting out of the blocks. Right. And also if he's, you know, if you stand tall and, and, and you cycle through, um, then your stride, your gait is going to be longer. So Andre has to take a step, step and a half to hit each of his one step. Right. Uh, you know, so he, he, did he come from nowhere? Um, no. Uh, was it surprising what he did? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, um, you know, but he's also someone, he was European champion. He ran 6.47 indoors and, 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 uh, and, and he was the European 60 meter indoor champion. So this actually computes outside to the time that he ran. So 9.80, between 9.8 and 9.85, you know? So, so yeah, so what he did there, um, what he did there was phenomenal. I mean, here's the issue. When someone new comes along, it's always surprising for non-track fans because they know the pressures, Uh, you know? So when someone shows up and they embrace pressure and go and crush it, it, rem- it reminds me of my first world championships in 1995. 
when I showed up and I, and I basically did the same thing. Right. Go, no one go, knew who you were yet. Well, I, well people knew what people knew who I was outside of the track right. fans. Yeah. No, but 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 so in in Canada people knew I was. Uh, but in 1995, um, everyone knew I was running well the year in 1994. But in 1995, I opened the season. I was run. I ran uh, 10:03 was my fastest time. I opened up the season running 9.99, breaking the Canadian record. And then I went on to win the world championships and uh, for us, uh, and we won the, the gold in the relay. So right. basically, Lamont, Marcel, Jacobs, um, uh, escapades, uh, and journey at the Olympic Games is the exact same season that I had in 95. That's where, interesting. That's a crazy parallel. Yeah, but that's what it is. That's, that's exactly what it is. Uh, and so he showed up. Um, didn't really care. I mean, what's for him to lose? Nothing. Right. You know, right. so he showed up there and, uh, you know, and now Italy is the sprint capital well, of the world. I, I like it. <laughs> See, that's, I, I'm, I love when there's someone new at the table, right? It just makes the sport more enjoyable when it's like, not just like a two pony race or a three pony race. Having Italy in the, in the mix now is because they won the relay as well, right? Yes. Uh, you know what? Amazing. It, it, first of all, I think for anyone out there who, 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 who's a fan of the relays, I, I want you to look at the efficiency in how the Italians pass the baton. One, you've got two very fast guys. So, uh, again, uh, Lamont, Marcel, Jacobs, remember his name. Yeah. He ran the back, he, he ran the back stretch, which is the second, uh, the second 100 meters of the relay, which is the longest leg of the relay. Also, the last leg of the relay is a kid named Tortu. Uh, he is the one who came from behind uh, and beat the Brit uh, and, and the, the Italian fella. He, the, Tortu is 21, 22 years old. Uh, yes, he's very Italian. Yes, he looks white. And yes, he's hella fight fast. He's super he, fast. He, he's, now, he's fantastic. And this is, this is also one of the kids, a world junior champion, a world, well, a world junior competitor. Uh, you know, so, so again, um, you know, I, like you, Simon, I love the fact when when there, there are other people at the table. But I tell you, though, next year at the World Championships, oh, my. There's oh, yeah? going to be fireworks. They're, oh, yeah? Uh, we're we're going to be bringing it to them. Uh, we're going to be running things next year. Oh, you but think I, so? Oh, hell yeah. But I'm telling you. That's another proclamation for those who are keeping track. Absolutely. So next year with, um, with the Americans kind of, um, you know, putting their tails between their legs and, 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 and going to train this fall and uh, Christian Coleman coming back. And Noel Lyles uh, being a bronze medalist and not a winner. Oh, it's going to be hot. So let's talk about that for a quick second. So Carl Lewis uh, tweets or responds. And so I think it was a tweet said it was a disgrace. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, obviously he's got national pride. So his, temp- his, his emotions are probably running a little high. Was it a disgrace? For Carl, yes. And first of all, Carl's a good buddy of mine for all of those. I mean, they, 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 although we've all competed against each other and, and want to kill each other on the track, we're all, we're all, we're all very uh, respectful of each other. I imagine the community is quite tight. No, well, it's, I don't know about tight, but we're very <laughs> respectful. But, but I have to tell you that, I mean, in some ways, Carl, Carl is very correct. I'm, I'm commending Glenroy Gilbert. Because Glenroy Gilbert, my teammate and training partner, has managed the Canadian team very well and has inspired these kids to be better. And he knows he can always, uh, you know, call me in for reinforcement or Bruni or whoever. Carl is correct. Uh, There were kids running wrong legs. Uh, There was no practice that was done. Uh, You know, one of the things that, that, that Carl... Carl's coming from a place where he is a patriotic American who won 
for the country. Yeah, he was right? very decorated. You know, decorated, so, sorry. Yeah, very, very <clears throat> decorated. So at the end of the day, I'm going to agree with Carl. I mean, it's no different than, you know, Usain Bolt is, is criticizing the men of Jamaica. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see Usain Bolt's But uh, I'm comment. telling you this. Yeah. So uh, you can pull that up. Usain has said he's very disappointed in the men of Jamaica uh, because they're not representing the legacy that he's left behind. And, and so Carl is doing what he should do as the elder statesman and the... Uh, and, and, and definitely one of the legends of our sport. Sure. And Usain Bolt is doing the exact same. Just lighting some fires. In Jamaica, for sure. Because you've got to light a fire under these kids to motivate them, let them understand what's going on. And right. again, just like I'm praising Glenroy and praising the team for a job well done. Believe me, if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd be saying, I'd be criticizing also because I'm trying to motivate these kids to continue to do better, always uh, ensuring that they... Uh, they are their better self when, when at least, uh, you know, from whatever I've inspired them to do, they are their better self. So, uh, you know, I'm praising Glenroy and our kids because we have done incredible things and I'll always do that. But if, they, but if someone needs to, if I, think, if I think someone needs to pull up their shoelaces, I'll tell him that. So Carl is correct. Carl is correct in, in criticizing because he's right. And, and Usain is also correct. So in this instance, you, would you say it's more of like a mental, a mental sort of lapse or would you say it was just lack of preparation? Well, it's lack of leadership, lack of coaching, lack of preparation, lack of organization. You know, so, so all of those things. Because those handoffs looked, looked pretty, pretty choppy. Well, it's, it's not even that. I mean, you, you, I, mean they, I think that the Americans, uh, what Carl is saying is that uh, the American athletes are not seizing the moment. And, 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 and there is no athlete, there should be no American male athlete currently competing that should look at Carl Lewis's um, advice or his words as negative. This should be the greatest motivational tool that you have because I know for one, I can pick up the phone and call Carl Lewis right now. Right, just like I can pick up the phone and call Linford Christie. Let's or, do it. <laughs> or, or, or I can pick up the phone and call Usain Bolt. So those athletes have the exact same access. And 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 the only thing that he wants to do is for them to show up and be proud to be American, and 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 show up and be ready physically, and mentally, and psychologically, so they can be their best. I mean, again, I'm praising Glenroy because I think he did a great job with these kids. Uh, you know, but again, you saying is saying things that are critical, not in an offensive way. Just say, Hey man, listen, right. you guys can, you know, pull up your bootstraps. This is crazy. You, you, know? sh you should let me know when you are ready and comfortable with us crank calling Usain Bolt on this show. We ain't crank calling nobody. That's not, that's not how this works. That's not how this works. There's no crank calling. <laughs> oh, damn. I tried to squeeze that one in there. No chance. Yeah, I thought maybe I could get you. You know, what can you do? After this break, we'll be right back. 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, okay, well, so there was some mental lapses. There was some lack of preparation. And then there was also um, some successes. And there was a lot of achievement. And more so than anything, I would say the, gr- the games this time around, if not always, but more so this year for me, maybe because I watched more of it. Um, there was, it, it, was a, it was a celebration of athleticism. It was fantastic to watch. Uh, as I said before, I love seeing new countries take, take events like Italy taking the, the track and things like that. And then we also got some other um, interesting uh, surprises at these games. Um, Simone Biles, the... Uh, you know, I don't even know how to describe her as a gymnast. Probably the most, I, the, the greatest, the greatest all around g- gymnast. She's alive, unbelievably fa- talented, and and the great, the greatest currently, currently training for and, sure. And she made uh, headlines this time, not with a performance. In fact, she made them with lack thereof. Um, as brave as a decision as it was, she was she did receive quite a bit of criticism. But Simone Biles made his headlines and history, perhaps, um, by prioritizing her mental health. During at the one of the biggest moments of her career, yeah, you know what I I, I commend her for for it. I, I I completely respect her for it. I think that um, that was one of the greatest moves ever. I think that in 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 in, in the Olympics, uh, I think the average person doesn't really understand that all of these athletes have dedicated themselves to their sport. All of these athletes face pressure every single day. Some of these athletes make absolutely no money. Right. Some of these athletes are pros. So they're making tons of money in sponsorship and so forth. But either way, it's a lot of pressure. And I think that Simone owned it. And for the first time, um, an athlete stood up. Uh, again, there's no athletes that compete at the Olympic Games that getting, a, that, unlike the NBA, that's getting a share of the of the of the, the, the media contract, the multi-billion dollar media contract. Right. So you go and compete and you're, you're set for life. Simone owned it in a way that is, that is so respectful of, uh, from someone like myself uh, because she was truthful to the audience. Uh, she was truthful to herself. And she was telling you that it, it, takes, a, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. When I competed... I got criticized, you know, when, what, sometimes you feel you can't do it. And I, I just, I remember this in, in 1999, I'd ruptured my Achilles. Eek. I'd ruptured my Achilles in 1998, but I was also headlining at the Pan Am games in Winnipeg. Now I did sign uh, a massive seven figure contract and, you know, to, to be the ambassador. And I was warned by the doctors not to compete. Because if I went and competed, I, I, so I'd, sorry, I'd ruptured my Achilles in September of 1998. And the games were, I believe, in May, April or May of the next year. And I was warned by the doctors not 
to compete. And my obligation to, to my sponsors, to the games, to the, you know, the, the, the thousands, tens of thousands of people that had bought tickets to come and watch me compete, my obligation was to go out there and compete. Now, Dan, my coach had said to me, if I run the 100 meters and I tweak something or I, or, or I re-injure the exact same Achilles, he said, I won't even be able to walk again, Right? Uh, so the decision was made just to run the relay. So I ran the relay, and it's amazing when, you know, I was, I was looking at some articles from 1999, and some of the very athletes, some of the very athletes on the Canadian team, they, it was, they were, the, 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 the criticism and some of the negative publicity was atrocious, uh, you know, uh, because I decided that it was a it was first of all it was going to be detrimental to me i thought that if i remove myself from the 100 meters it gives it gave someone else an opportunity uh to get out there and shine and also the fact that me running the relay one it would have been less pressure on my body and also i my my fans are satisfied because they get to see me compete um and also it gives me an opportunity to uh, to get a relay team a gold medal uh, but yeah, that was a, that, that was that, from a mental perspective, that was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do in my career. Uh, but yeah, for, you know, back to, to, to Simone and, and, and what she's done, she's definitely opened the door, uh, you know, for athletes to embrace the fact that when they don't have it, they don't have it. And that's, I think that is one of the most incredible moments that's it's, it's come of this. And, and, uh, you know, as you, as you said, like, you know, her explaining it to us, her explaining it to her fans on, on uh, Instagram or how I, I think it was Instagram mm-hmm. where she's literally talking them through it, right? What happens when she's in the air, right. how she lands and how when she's feeling this way, she doesn't really know up from down. She's, you know, she has a hard time figuring out where things are and, right. you know, and I, I think really personalizing it, you know, and really, really sort of like being human about it right. uh, is mind-blowingly cool to be honest well well it is i mean and, and sometimes okay so as a as a, so simone's simone's body like a sprinter's body it's just a well-tuned machine and every single thing has to be firing on all cylinders for her to be at her best so imagine if you have a ferrari imagine if you have a ferrari and it's parked in the garage and you've got and it's, it's like, uh, you know, the Indianapolis 500 the next day. Right. So essentially, you're pulling a car out that's been sitting cold and, and, and it has to be peak. So what's going to end up happening is that uh, you're going you're gonna to break that thing. And, and, right. and, 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 and what Simone was telling you was, hey, listen, uh, I think that, you know, for my own personal uh, mental and physical health, you know, for the fans who want to see me at my best, today is not the day and definitely, uh, we can't. Uh, we're. I am not prepared based upon all these circumstances to give you the very best of me today. And again, I mean, much respect to her. And uh, you know, you got to respect her for that. Yeah, uh, hats off to her. No question. You know, and and unfortunately, unlike uh, unlike what happened with you, because of you know the time that you came along, and <laughs> you know, uh, she. She lives, we all live in the time of social media. Right. So she was able to definitely use that to her advantage. And I, I guess, 
you know, where we are in society right now, some of these things seem like they're more um, approachable topics to speak about. They're more, they're more um, akin to receive support than to be um, shunned or, or, or dis, um, un- invalidated. So it's been great to see other athletes, you know, supporting her, other uh, artists, people, people who are succeeding at all different walks of life. Absolutely. Throwing their commitment behind her. That's fantastic news. So, well, so self-health is, is, is the number one thing. And, and we forget about that. Uh, you know, the, we a hundred percent forget about, you, you know, and, and ultimately um, we're like athletes that are at, at their highest um, level are not normal people. We're, we're not. Yeah. I mean, I know that the, the cliche is, oh yeah, you're just normal person. But you're not a normal person based solely upon uh, when you're firing on all cylinders. I mean, but when you're when you're when you're at the point where you're where you're breaking, you're very much a normal person. Sure. And you very much find yourself in that place where you're reaching, where you're reaching to to get support. You're reaching for that hug. You're reaching, you know, for that some something or someone from that support system that's going to allow you. Uh, to get back to normal, whatever normal looks like, so you can go and train and practice to get back to what it is that you do. Right. So all of these things, the, all of these variables are very important. And let alone having to do all of that underneath the scrutiny of the public eye. Well, yeah, that's what, that's the other thing. I mean, ultimately, I think that we all make decisions uh, to be athletes or musicians or whatever, where, where you're, you're living uh, in a fishbowl. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? At the end of the day, uh, this happens. So much the same way, much the same way where, uh, you know, before, uh, before social media, uh, you know, the, the famous people are the ones that just came out and, and, and did their thing and then went into hiding and show up uh, and show up again when they had to do their thing, whatever that is, whether it's acting or or music, or or or, or sports. I mean, well, yeah. And now I think hiding is strong. Probably just walking no, no, around. It, it is hiding, though. <laughs> it is hiding. I think that I think that fans fans when I was competing, fans loved the the anonymity of 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 their stars. They love that. And and what's completely opposite now? They want to know everything. True. Which is which which to me, I, I I still I still have an issue wrapping my head around that. Uh, because I still consider myself, especially personally, a private person. But yeah, I know that right now we're in a place where where everything is shared, and the more the more that you share, uh, I guess the more people welcome you in their house. They already know that you're there. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still it's still very different for me uh, personally. But yeah, it's watching, you know, watching Simone go through her thing, man. I mean, yeah, I felt sorry for her and. And, um, you know, I know that she'll bounce back because that's how, that's how champions are made. Yeah, true. True that. She will bounce back, and there's no question about that. I think her track record, no pun intended, speaks for itself. But uh, we look forward to seeing her compete again real soon. I'm sure she will uh, be the champion that we all expect her to be. Um, but, um, well, yeah, that was a pretty good, um, that was a pretty good uh, way to end the games, I think. A little bit of... A little bit of self uh, self love appraisal and uh, and some championships and some good athletic uh, competition. Well, yeah, as I said to you before, man, it is the Olympic Games. There were going to be great performances there, and you know, there's so many the world records and I mean the four hundred the women's four hundred meter hurdles, men's four hundred meter hurdles. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of events. I mean, it, so it's not just so not only that Canada did well. 
But you know, this, I mean, Norway did well. I mean, this, there's so many small countries that did amazing. Uh, you know, so the performances for me, uh, you know, amidst the pandemic and, and no fans and all of that, uh, you know, the athletes that, that were to shine, shine. And some of those athletes who uh, falter, uh, you know, under the big lights sometimes because of audiences or, or the flashing cameras, <laughs> they went out and they performed well. So all in all, I'm, I'm very happy with what happened at the Olympics, both for Canada and, and, and the global athletes. I think that um, there's some incredible stories that came out of Tokyo, and I'm looking forward to continuing to watch and see uh, the performances uh, or the journeys of all of these athletes, because I'm certainly a fan of a bunch of other sports other than just track. Yeah. Well, that concludes another episode of Running Things with Donovan Bailey, powered by ACAST. And I am your co-host, Simon Jane. We hope you got a chance to watch as much of the games as possible. They were absolutely riveting. Until next week, we shall uh, chat with you soon. Take Peace. care. Running Thanks with Donovan Bailey.